turning the lights off is stupid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Because we true. haven't even decided if the lights were on or not. Mm-hmm. We never even we never yeah. even discuss whether they're on. Well, no. sometimes we do. Sometimes we reference it like halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. But we did have a request from Carrie to talk about the origin. Yes, the origin. What is our origin story? Our whole origin story or just are the lights on? (laughs) Just are the lights on. Got it. Um, Well, back in the old days, when people had only landlines, (laughs) you were um, either attached to a cord that was attached to a phone ear and then attached to a wall. Or if you were lucky and fancy enough, you had a cordless phone, mm-hmm. which you could go like so far from the base before like the crazy beep sound went off. Yes, I forgot <laughs> about that sound. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, back in those old days, when you just had to pick up the phone, and God willing, it. What do you do? Like hello. <laughs> terrifying to think about now. It's anxiety-inducing to answer a phone number you don't know. Well, because I owe them money, yeah. Well, yeah, you never know who it's going to be. Is it somebody from your work, or is it the bill collector, or is it one of 800 political numbers calling your phone? That's true. No one knows. But anyways, I don't answer the phone. So if I lived in... If I was an adult... (laughs) In 1990-something, I'd be in big trouble, like, just not ever being found. Love that. But anyway, back in those days, other people were sometimes in the room with you, like your parents or siblings or anybody you didn't, you know, can't know all of the business. So we would always say, the lights are on. To know that, like, I can't say what I need to say but there's more to say, but it's too bright in here. What I love the most about it is we really didn't have anything that crazy to say. No. But boy, did we protect it. <laughs> the privacy of our bullshit. Lock top and notch. key. Yeah, lock and key. <laughs> top notch shit there. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, today we're going to talk about the Paris Hilton documentary that came out on YouTube. And I actually don't even know what its name is. wait let me ask my friend (laughs) is it like paris this is me daisy it's not time to play with that bottle daisy Daisy, we're recording the podcast. Take it to the other room. What? Daisy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Can you stop? No? Okay. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) 
feel like it's called, oh, I thought it was called This Is Me, but it's called This Is Paris. Okay. You have other toys that are quieter. Sorry, she. Dog's just being a dog. It's cool. <laughs> it's happened. Yeah, so this is Paris. I uh, saw the preview, like, when it previewed, and I was intrigued <laughs> because I'm not a I'm not a Paris Hilton fan. I never really watched The Simple Life, like, on occasion, but, like, wasn't, like, but because she's, like, of our, she is the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's, like, in our generational of, like, just random people, you know? Right. But I never, like, was into her like that. But this documentary is intriguing because I'm always intrigued by, like, the why, the how, the where did we, where did you take this turn? How did you get here? Right, the motivation. The motivation behind Mm -hmm. actions is sometimes more interesting than the action. A lot of times people do things and it feels weird or crazy, but then once you understand the motivation, it totally makes sense. Yeah. So let's, before we go into, what's it called again? This is Paris. Welcome to Paris. This is Paris. This is Paris. Before we go into this documentary called This is Paris that we clearly know everything about, <laughs> like its title, yeah, I did kind of want to know, and you kind of already touched on it, but so Paris Hilton, what do you think? Like before the documentary, what was your experience with her? Like um, to the very, very first initial reactions, I kind of touched on it, like not overly impressed. Still, like I think... I've always been fascinated with the whole reality TV, like I MTV real world, you know, like that style, like, which is kind of what it was like this random, there's, what are you even famous for? What are you doing here? How did, right. how did you get here? Or like, how do we know about you? Mm-hmm. But, um, so that, um, in the recent years I have, felt that she's very smart like I I've seen bits and clips and things like she's not dumb like that's like it clearly feels especially now right like an act like it's put on you know like the ditzy like I don't get it I'm like or you know that that's hot you know like right only partially it's always seen part only partially what it is you know don't you think it's kind of like a any kind of cool person where they might have things that are genuinely interesting about themselves, but once they get the reaction that they want, they highlight and amplify that over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So she found what worked for her and then she made it work. Yeah. And it is very interesting that like her goal was from the beginning, it's pretty obvious. Her goal was just to like get into all the parties and like be with the people and like be known for being Paris Hilton. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I honestly don't remember her a ton from my teenage dumb or teenage years. I never wore her perfume, so I've never smelled like Paris. I have never bought anything with her name on it. Mm. I always thought, like when I would see pictures of her and Nikki, 
I liked Nikki better. Me too. Her sister. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Nikki Hilton. Yes. I was thinking of. Um, I would, uh, that's next. Nicole. And then the next thing is on The Simple Life, the person that I had any kind of connection to would be Nicole Richie, not Paris Hilton. It's my mom. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Mary. <laughs> oh, nice mask. <laughs> oh, thanks. Fancy. Aw, moms are the best. Moms are the best. Mine is, at least. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Agreed. I appreciate it, Mom. Oh, thank you, Mom. Tacos with lettuce and everything. Aw, man, yeah. So many things you can do with that. Like Eat them. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Yep, love you. Love you. Bye, Katie. Love you. Bye. The lights are on. So, Nicole Richie, I always... <laughs> I always... <laughs> I do like her, too. <laughs> I always, if there was somebody I was going to identify with on the show, it would be her because she had the cool friend and she was totally just there for the ride and enjoyed it. She wasn't putting on a performance. Definitely. And you can always tell that. And I think that's where, like, even if you look back at some of that stuff, like, it's like, holy cow, you know, like, that's clearly not real. Right. You know, I think everyone was saying when it was happening. It was real enough for the time period, mm-hmm. honestly. For the time period, that was the realest shit that we were getting. Yeah. The Hills, pff, not real, you know? That was after, anyway. But I'm just saying, there's so many unreal things happening at that time. Like, even by then, the real world wasn't real. Hawaii was the last good season. Well, depending on when New Orleans fell the first time, Hawaii was the last good season. Okay, valid point. New Orleans, the one with the... Who was the Mormon? What was her name? Remember the the blonde Mormon that got kicked out of BYU? I can't remember her name. Me either. I keep on getting close to it. Like, I don't know, Stephanie, Susan. Um, doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just a tangent, I know, but it's just interesting. Um but yeah, I agree. New Orleans and Hawaii. Ruthie, that was such a real yeah, shit that show. Was day one, like the very first episode, it was, she was like, they were fucking cold showering her mm-hmm. because she drank so much. It's just really crazy. Ruthie in the shower, that was some real shit, real world. Yeah, this is going to turn turn quickly. I was going to say, remember when, what's his name, slapped? What's her name? Irene. Irene. Mm-hmm. Steven. 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 Yep. The slap heard around the world. It was, but I think that was kind of an important thing to happen, right? Yeah, I think so, too. And it also, yeah. like, I don't know what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Good question. I mean, he seemed to have changed in that season, at least whatever that means. Right. You know, like, they made him go to... Like, I liked how how MTV handled it because they let them vote. And then, um, like, he also had to do things. Like, he couldn't just stay. Like, you you need to go see, like, somebody. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's cool for a time, especially when mental health wasn't overly, 
talked about, but if anywhere it was talked about, MTV was where we were, were hearing it. And that's interesting. <laughs> it is, actually. Once you said it out loud, it's hard to disagree with the statement. I think it's an accurate statement. It's just surprising. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I think everyone, including, like, our parents, everyone just thinks of it being such a frivolous whatever, you know? But yeah. And for, I mean, spring break, <laughs> that whole week of, like, crazy spring break shows. Do you remember that? Yeah, just live concerts and... Well, yeah, yeah just, walking around the beach. Yeah, yeah, like everybody, everybody's new college goal is to go to spring break. Well, as well it should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, more about Paris Hilton <laughs> is uh, okay. So we've kind of both covered that she wasn't really like a ton on our radar. No, she definitely wasn't on our my radar. Like I said, just like the bits and pieces, and God damn it, I gotta let my dog out. Okay. <laughs> I'll probably get up and get a refill then. Excellent. It's perfect then. Oh my gosh. All of the animals. Everything is so needy at the moment. <laughs> there. My cat was for sure going to starve, so. Right. <laughs> the concern. So um, while you were gone, I just topped off my drink. I didn't get a new one, you know. I did investigate the taco situation. So it's like a whole bag of those itty-bitty taco... Um, shells. Street taco shells? Yeah. And then some cheese. And then a Cool Whip container half full of meat. Just a little bit of lettuce. It's a head of lettuce. (laughs) Just a little bit. That's the problem with that is like, you're like, well, I don't, your your mom and dad don't need that much lettuce. So why wouldn't, (laughs) why wouldn't you? It's a lot. It's a lot of lettuce. So I guess I'll have a taco salad. Yeah. Man, see you innovating. (laughs) Okay, so we didn't really have a ton of experience with Paris growing up or anything. I do remember seeing her picture in magazines, like probably 17, I would think. But I don't remember because I was, I had subscriptions to magazines and I liked them, but I didn't like remember them. Yeah, or like she wasn't the one you were waiting for. She was no like. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. She was our girl. Yeah, yeah. still is. And she's going to come up later, actually. Um, Great, because I have some things to say, too. <laughs> okay. Okay, so let's start at the documentary, then. <sighs> Where should we start at the documentary? So I think it's a very just interesting documentary. Like, I think from the whole beginning, like, the whole tone is different, in my opinion, mm-hmm. which is what made it even, like, worthy to tell you to watch you know like it felt it didn't feel I wasn't sure what to expect I wasn't sure if we were gonna get like another bubblegum pop uh-huh leather slithering slithing so she says something like this living slithing I don't know look it up on the internet but I wasn't sure if it was gonna just be you know like something else that's like kind of fake and like another just promotion like what does she have coming out next? You know, like, is she about yep. to, like, drop some music or something? But she's never, ever done that before. Like, she has, I, I think in there it says she has, like, hundreds or 23 lines. I don't even know. She's got tons of products. She doesn't need to promote, uh, shamelessly self-promote. She's made a living 
and her entire livelihood on figuring out how to get other people to promote her for free. So she would not, there's no need for her to do that. I wasn't sure where it was going to go at the beginning. But I think that's the interesting part was from how she tells it, at least that is an accurate fact that Mm -hmm. it started as one thing became another. And that's maybe why we both got that vibe of what's happening here. Yeah story are we telling yeah and that it did feel kind of real because it was so just all over the place you know like this podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) I definitely felt like um like you said riveting it from the start it felt dramatic yes And then when she was talking and she would slip in these details about nightmares or events, I felt like they were super eye roll dramatic. Yeah, especially when she was talking about her nightmares, you know, like them being, you know, like that's. I haven't slept in days. And it's like, okay, poor little rich girl, which is a a quote from a newspaper from. uh, I think it was uh, uh, Anderson yeah, Cooper's mom, Cooper's Gloria mom. Vanderbilt, yeah, mm-hmm. where, you know, she did, I mean, the thing is, her story is fucked up and sad. It is. Yeah. Fucked Nobody up wanted sad. her, but she had millions of dollars. Yeah. That's and the yeah, only reason they wanted her. And so then everybody wants you, but it's for the wrong reasons. And so it's so fascinating and is poor little rich girl. We'll, I guess, go there when we get there. But I definitely got this vibe you know, when she would say these dramatic things, or quote-unquote dramatic, because as we see later, maybe it isn't dramatic. But at the time, it felt super dramatic and staged or whatever. I was like, oh, gosh, buckle up for, like, a fake retelling of history where you make yourself look good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, something had obviously happened. I never expected what she depicted to be something that happened to her at the will of her parents like that's something on a whole nother level because I read I I feel like I told you this once I remember hearing a, a quote from Paris Hilton just saying that she would never go to therapy because you can't trust anybody like literally can't trust anybody and even for a celebrity and like I mean sure she's a she's a Hilton so she's kind of know some things that are maybe not known what does she really have to hide other than but now we you know like it's uncovered it's becoming uncovered that there's more to her story than just like a charmed life um I guess I'll tell this story now um tonight I went for a walk after getting home and stuff and before we talked just because I wanted to get outside a little bit you know it gets dark out so early I wanted to have some drinks so I went out for a walk and it was in a really nice neighborhood. I saw this woman in her backyard playing a t-ball kind of with her kids. I mean, she was tossing them the ball. I guess it was just baseball, but it's little, little kids. Like one Mm -hmm. is like toddling around and the other one's probably four. And so they're playing in their beautiful backyard in their beautiful neighborhood. They have a gorgeous home. Her kids are adorable. She's beautiful. I mean, a very pretty lady, very fit. And then I'm sitting there thinking about her life 
a natural human thing to think of. They have something that maybe you would like to have. Maybe not jealousy, but something along those lines of just envy. Like, yeah, like just gosh, that right. Like, well, just that looks like the life, doesn't it? Then I looked a little closer, and she's in a wheelchair, and not like a wheelchair because she broke her leg, like in a wheelchair. What was fascinating about it was I have seen her a couple times, actually, at the school that's nearby there with her kids. And she has a recumbent bike that you pedal with your arms. Oh, yeah. And I always thought that was my choice. So here I am, my poor fat ass with no kids, walking on her sidewalk, thinking all these great things about her life. When I take for granted something about my life that she would totally appreciate. Yeah, that she maybe looks over the sidewalk and says, wow, that I wish I could go for a walk or like just be so free or whatever. Whatever it is, just enter the word here. And I think that's the thing, that's the vibe that I would encourage people to surrender to before watching this is not to get wrapped up in her life being amazing. And then I'm going to say something, and I can't decide if this is the time to say it or not. I watched this documentary in a very interesting way. I watched it two times. Both times I only listened to it. I did not watch any of it. Oh, yeah. I had my phone turned over. I can't even tell you what Paris Hilton looks like today. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters what her boyfriend looks like. I don't think it matters what her house looks like. I don't think it matters what her car looks like. I don't think it matters how much money she has. I think it matters the story she was trying to tell me. And the only way I could focus on that is if I wasn't looking. So I didn't look. Yeah, I did watch it. Mm-hmm. But I also, did, I, I also didn't because I was doing other things while watching. It was never overly glitzy or glammy. You know, and I did appreciate that where like there's one point where she's talking about her closet and she's in her closet and she's like, you know, it's nuts. Right. And she's actually like, I think it was when she was showing like what she has to do for to be like an Instagram, like to be an influencer. And she's like trying on like 50 different ball gowns in an hour. Like it's nuts and just taking photos and people's clothes because they send it over. It's that's crazy. But yeah, yeah I don't what did she that... say about how many outfits she wears in a day and all that stuff it takes to be an influencer? And I believe that you see these people that are small time influencers, and I just think, gosh, that looks exhausting. Yeah, and it looks fake, and that yeah. sucks. I'm not interested in. Uh... Sit down, baby. <laughs> There's your dog's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy's making a weird debut here on Skype. And we lost to your butt. Some people do, but they're weird. Mm-hmm. You don't want those people to see your butt. <laughs> Not the hole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have a special guest. <laughs> yeah, our special guest today is Daisy. Daisy, Daisy Girl. Is that her last name, Daisy Girl? <laughs> no, no, it's not. How do you say it? It's uh, Daisy Gurr. Ah. 
So influencers are stupid. Okay, moving on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's talk about. Okay, let's start with Nikki. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that um, she was even involved because she's not like since her since she got married and like or even before that when she started to settle down she wasn't like really in that life. Yep, because but, maybe she never was in that life. Yeah, I think she just went along with her sister sometimes, or sometimes. you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yep. And that was like Paris's jam was to just get the fuck out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's also, I mean, okay. So in retrospect, knowing what you know now, it's obvious that Nikki Hilton would settle down and get married. Like she didn't go through what the trauma is that her sister did. I mean, I don't, I'm interrupting. I was going to say I don't mean to, but you know, I do. Okay, but she did go through the initial trauma, which is whatever their family shit is. Yeah. Because every family has shit. This family has shit. The dad did not participate in this documentary. Don't blame him. Wouldn't want to. It was an ambush. I get it. Something's going on there. And I don't mean anything sinister. I just mean that there is some family shit. Nikki went through whatever that family shit is, too. Nikki did not use it in the way that Paris's body and mind used it for debauchery or whatever, well, was, to act out. I thought it was interesting. She said that she was super good in L.A. And as right. soon as they moved to New York, there was, like, this huge scene and she was even saying, like, she wasn't, like, really drinking or doing drugs even. She just wanted to be, like, in the club and, like, out all night. And obviously at 15 in New York City in 1990-something, you shouldn't be? Absolutely, because that was such a tricky time that, and honestly, it still is, but it's so much less now because people... Everybody has cell phones. People know they're going to get in trouble, you know? Yeah. Um, It was different then, and people suck. Adults suck sometimes when there's a vulnerable kid. Well, I think, you know, I'm sure they weren't meaning to do anything horrible to her. Like, No. Like, there's no way that even I think that, I I believe her mom, when she said at the, towards the end, like, if we had even known, we would have been there in a second. Like, oh, I believe that. I believe that. Know, it, it was, I don't, I just think that they were in a position of power. And also, like, how we were, you, we were just talking about, like, the family shit. Like, they're an old money family shit. Deep pockets forever, skeletons in every closet, in every room. And yet they're the money. poor ones. They're the poor ones in the room. So I think that's, that is quite a chip on the shoulder, quite a monkey on the back, quite a burden to bear. Yeah, because I think then that made her father, because she she says how strict they were. And obviously, like, they sent her away to a boot camp or what they even just thought was going to be, like, a really strict girls camp. If their kids, like she was saying, her mom wanted them all to be just perfect little baby dolls. You know, like, it's all about the image. And especially because they didn't get any money. Yeah, as much money. Yeah, not not But, you know, I don't even think that 
it is what it is. But that's an interesting that in itself that you would leave some money to some kids and not to other kids is fascinating. And yet I I would like to know when that will was made. I feel like that's a thing too. If you're dealing yeah. with somebody like my parents, uh, when we lived in San Antonio was the last time that they redid that will. First of all, they had money then. Would have been nice. <laughs> but <laughs> it just doesn't matter, period. It's also interesting. What doesn't matter is we all exist. We all existed then and we all exist now. And so it doesn't matter in that regard. Like there aren't new people in that family. Um, I forget how many kids it was, like eight or five. Yeah, or something five. like that. Eight, I think. Is yeah, so, which is a lot. And so if you're doing a will and you have a couple of 10-year-olds running around, are you going to leave those 10-year-olds a bunch of money? No, you're going to leave them a couple million. Oh, you don't, you don't agree. Oh, that's interesting. See, I totally would do it in, in my fantasy. I would do it in the way where um, everybody would get like a certain amount, but then there would be a trust for the rest of it, you know? Well, yeah, but that's not what you just said. You just said before, you said that, would they, would, like, yeah. that they would get less. And Absolutely. That's- I would totally give a little kid less. Yeah, way less because they're they're not gonna they don't know what to do with it or they'll ruin it or well, but, but giving them less total is fucked up and then something <laughs> they're gonna deal with later because You're right. You're because right. then that shows like it, especially in a family that has that kind of money where we're talking about trust part of the whole dynamic is money and who mm-hmm. loves you more has to do with money. Right. So you leave them $2 million and you leave your, your other kids $10 million. What a fucked up fucking thing you got to get through. But if you leave them $2 million in cash and the rest in a trust, the $8 million in a trust, that's different. I don't think te- two 10-year-olds need millions of dollars at their disposal even a 16 or an 18 year old like the trust thing but just to not just to leave them less or nothing is um something that I think in my mind speaks volumes and then gotcha noted fuck off I mean like not not in a greedy way in a in a like you obviously care about those other four people much more than you even gave a shit about me or my people. Like even, you know, there was, it seemed like, I mean, I guess I don't know anything about the Hiltons. Me either. No. Literally nothing other than this documentary. And that there's. Their hotels are lovely. Lovely. I've stayed in two and they were fabulous. If you want to sponsor us. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, just give me hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah, right. No joke. But yeah, I don't know anything about them. So to, to know maybe those other kids weren't for them from the same mom. Maybe you're right. Maybe the will was written ten years prior to the man passing away, mm-hmm. and they just weren't in there or like something. But it just see it feels a very much like a power play. Like when you're dad tells your stepmom that your mom can't come to the funeral and then he dies prior to telling anyone else like it's just a power play the punch in the fucking gut and there's nobody to go to with that because the one you need to fuck up is gone you yeah. know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just i mean and from that perspective like not that they deserved more money or like even right. from like a greedy perspective just from a 
I mean, I don't know if your mom is this way, but my mom is so obsessed with like keeping things even. And she's loosened up in later our later years, but especially when we were kids, she wanted to make sure like it was just even, like the money she spent on us was even, like it, you know, not not the number of things, but that the amount. Yeah. Yeah, that right. one of us wasn't getting like a stupid amount of gifts when right. you're in the other one's like thanks for the underwear. Right, one gets a DVD player and the other one gets a sweater. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to get another drink, but I have a thing to bring up before I get up. Do you remember Tori Spelling? And Well, yeah, you remember her. Like, you remember Tori Spelling? <laughs> <laughs> she was on this show called 90210, and she has these wonky-ass tits. Anyway. Yeah, and now so- she spells... Um, now on her Instagram, she just sells those fucking disgusting sugar bear flat tummy tea. Cause she, no. yeah, I actually, <laughs> I had a few drinks one night <laughs> and sent a strong worded DM, <laughs> and then I unfollowed her. <laughs> oh my god, Tori, please read that. Tori, please read that. Tori, please read that. <laughs> Oh I my did. gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, how amazing would it be if Tori Spelling sent us a video of her reading that strongly worded DM? <laughs> <laughs> it would be everything for her and us. And then she'll be Before drinking you got the tea. Going on. Read it. What? Drinking her belly tea. <laughs> oh my gosh, shitting her pants. Like, that's yeah. all that stuff makes you do. Uh, I very much like how that Jamila, Jamila, she was on the show, Chris and Bell's in the show. The Good Place. I haven't heard of that show. I don't know who you're talking about. The Jamela, she's very outspoken on social media. She's been very vocal about just like, you know, uh, remember when Kim Kardashian uh, posted that naked picture of herself? Yeah. And she was just like, you know, this is just like, but she was all tucked in and it was obviously photoshopped. and, And she's like, this is unnecessarily, dude, like, you're fucking up little kids. And she calls out, like, she called out Cardi B, and she ca- called out, um, uh, I think, I don't know if Tori Spelling's one of them, but for you selling this, because their audiences are so young and so impressionable, and it's nothing but, like, horrible stuff for your system. Well, it, it's bullshit, too. There's plenty of real tea out there that you can drink that does the quote-unquote same thing, which is nothing. So. Yeah, and if you really just want to put your pants, drink a bunch of coffee. Yeah, it's just stupid because it's it just it's a gimmick. Yeah. yeah sure. And also you have these people who uh who was it? Anna Nicole Smith, you know, she did Trim Spa Baby. Oh yeah. And when she died, what was in her fridge? A Slim Fast and Strawberry, I believe it was strawberry yo play. And that's pretty much what they said what her people said she like existed on. So much for Trim Spa, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously most of, especially those kinds of things, I feel, I mean, I feel like it's so obvious. Like, those people are rich. So whether they are taking that product, they also have a trainer coming to their house. They are, like, able to get any kind of surgery, and they do without anybody knowing. Right. You know, like, all of these sneaky things, like, People just give birth and then come out looking like a fucking supermodel, like stacked, all this stuff. 
I thought it was interesting, like, uh, Chloe's best friend, Malika. Yeah. She had a baby, and then she posted, like, her surgery real. plan. Right. Like, real fucking life. Yeah. She posted her surgery. Granted, she got a lot of that paid for by doing that because sponsors. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she still posted her surgery plan. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... There's there's two paths to that. One path is Malika, don't do it, and the other path is if you're gonna do it, be honest about it and get paid for it, girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Um, okay, but so Tori Spelling, Sorry. her her father died, um, or her father was dying. She had been written out of the will completely. This isn't a millionaire. This isn't a hundred millionaire. This guy had the kind of money I don't even understand. Yeah, the kind of money that nobody really had then. He was the the fucking whatever his name is, Amazon. You know, he is the Bezos of that time. Like, he was untouchable. Mm-hmm. And like, also, the kind of money, it's so different now because it's taxed differently, it's earned differently. And he really did monopolize TV for decades. All of it, yeah. <laughs> but. He's dying. She knows she's written out of the will because she has been told so by her mother. Her mother and her have had arguments. They don't get along. That's why Tori is being written out of the will. Not because her dad does not love her, but because her mom is doing a power play and it's worked. Tori goes to visit her dying father and she's saying goodbye to him and he's saying all these things to her and then he grabs her hand and he says to her something and this is all from her book um he says something to her along the lines of um i don't want you to be worried sweetheart i made sure that you'll get something it's not much but it's something and so at the reading of the will she got a hundred thousand (sighs) dollars i gotta take a take a little break for that Little sippy poo. Holy shit. Just all over the place, you know, like this podcast. 